Coming up, today's guest built the Uber of lawn care, which is now available in over 40 states in the U.S. You'll hear how he spent five years working on his business on the side and then had enough traction to leave his full-time job the last two years. You'll discover how he used SEO to build his business, how he expands to each new city, and how he gets his vendors to bring on new users for him. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Adjust gives you the tools you need for end-to-end app analysis. Not just the macro level stuff, but the micro details. You can identify, dissect, and leverage data trends. Just go to adjust.com slash app masters. AppRadar helps you accelerate your mobile growth through their simple ASO platform, and they set up optimized Apple search ads to help you scale up your user acquisition. Check them out at appradar.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business, because I talked to some phenomenal mobile app founders out there so that we can all collectively, I just asked all the questions that I know you're asking so that we can all collectively learn from them and grow our collective businesses together. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He's been able to grow this business. I want to hear all about it. His name is Gene Caballero. He is the co-founder of GreenPal. So I'm gonna let Gene talk about GreenPal, but if you're looking for somebody to do your lawn, well, GreenPal it is. Go search for GreenPal in the app stores or go to yourgreenpal.com. Gene, welcome to the show. How are you? Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Gene, where did this idea come from? So um, growing up like any kid in, uh, you know, in America, um, you're just kind of defaulted to mowing the lawn uh, if you're the son, especially if you're the only son. And so I uh, just kind of did, you know, my lawn, my mom's lawn and, and, and did, you know, a few neighbors lawns in the neighborhood. And then in high school, you know, you get a car and how the hell are you going to pay for gas? So, you know, you just kind of do that for, for, for money and it just kind of did that through college. And, uh, you know, when I graduated college, uh, got a job with actually a tech company and my territory was the West Coast. And, uh, you know, was kind of privy to the new technologies coming out. Uh, Uber and Lyft were kind of at their infancies. And so I knew that, hey, if Uber and Lyft were, 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 were going to be a valid business model, then at some point, then uh, people were going to do the same with, with home services. Did you think then, like, why? Because I'm imagining that you're probably going to start with lawn and maybe move past it. Like, but what made you start with just lawn? So that's what I knew. Um, okay. Lance- industry, just kind of something that I've known, you know, growing up and working in it. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of like, I know the lawn business. I know the frustrations with being a homeowner and trying to find a landscaping professional. And then on the flip side, you know, being a landscaping professional and, uh, you know, trying to grow your business and maintain your business. So kind of just been immersed in that kind of industry my whole entire life. The I be, I've, my background before I started doing apps really were marketplaces. I ran oh. growth for a couple of different marketplaces. It's one of the hardest things to do, Gene. Like it is so, like, you got to get the end users. You got to get the supply and demand, and then you got to try to match it up perfectly. How did you end up doing this? Yeah. So, uh, nobody really told you how hard that is. <laughs> um, you know, doing a SaaS platform is like, 
I think it's a little bit easier than doing, you know, uh, you know, a, a dual channel um, app. So, you know, we just started small. Um, you know, we 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 stayed really close to the first to the first homeowners that signed up, uh, friends and family. And, uh, you know, we just keep iterating our process, uh, you know, our, our app, our design and everything like that. So, you know, just like a, a very slow, slow growth and, uh, you know, just kind of doing the bare minimum as far as uh, features on your app and stuff like that. So, you know, when it when our app first launched, there was one thing you could do, and that was get quotes for your lawn. So on top of that, now we're basically a full scale landscaping operating system. So start small. Yeah, start small, and I'm, I imagine you're you're out in Nashville. So, did you start specifically just in your just your locale too, your city? Yeah, we started here just because we knew I knew some vendors in the uh, you know in, in the industry that uh, that owed me a few favors. So I'm like, hey, just download this, and if for some reason you know a bid comes up, just just you know just, just bid on it, you know, just for just for fun. So that's the real reason uh, that we started here. And, uh, you know, continued to, to, to pursue it. We kind of got positive feedback from homeowners and also from vendors in the area that uh, they kind of like the direction where we're taking it. I know a founder, another founder who had a similar model, but for car washes, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, the first couple of car washes, I did it. You know, he's like, I, I went to go wash the cars. And so I can like, it's like, okay, let me see what the demand is. So now that you got the supply side because people owed you favors and you just had friends in the industry, how did you get the demand side to come in? So, uh, ironically, the, 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 the first few hundred customers that we got, we went door to door. You know, it was literally, hey, we're going to get some iPads. Uh, we're going to throw a simple, uh, you know, form and knock on doors and say, hey, you know, we just launched. Uh, looks like you need your lawn done. Um, you know, would you be interested in getting quotes from landscape, local landscape and professionals? And we did that for about three weeks, uh, on, uh, on the weekends and we got about 50 people to sign up. And with that, we kind of just, you know, got the ball rolling like, Hey, this, this is a good idea. So let's keep going. Uh, and then we did a lot of PR, um, you know, and, uh, we've hitched our chain on the SEO bandwagon, uh, knowing that, you know, our dollar amount that we take per transaction is very small. Um, so we knew that for us to pay $20 for a homeowner, uh, would almost be impossible. So, uh, we knew PR and, uh, and SEO was going to be our channel moving forward. Did you handpick? You're like, Hey, this lawn needs work. This lawn needs work. I'm going to go after these guys. Pretty much. It was just, you know, you walk around the neighborhood, you pretty much knock on all the doors, but you know, you, the ones you know that need it really bad, you're, you're a little more, uh, aggressive when it comes to, Hey, you need to sign up for this service or your city is going to find you. Oh, that's funny. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the fine one's uh, good. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to find because they're going to charge you 10 X what, you know, what it should be. So, Oh, I like that. I like that gene. Okay, good. I'm glad I grabbed that nugget from you. Okay. You said SEO was working well for you. And I know when you guys, we did a pre-interview type of stuff, you said SEO was a strategy that's really working for you today. Can you expound on that? Yeah. So, um, a lot of it has just been, uh, you know, PR focused heavy, uh, we have about three or four people that do different link building campaigns, uh, so that's just kind of what we've what we've done, what we've used to to kind of to help grow. Uh, we've all we all did it, um, you know, hand to hand, just to kind of learn the process, so we can kind of offload that to uh, to somebody and be on our business, not in our business. But uh, a lot of those link building campaigns, uh, infographics, uh, pitching Hayro, uh, PR. Uh, we've done scholarships, 
Um, so we've pretty much done everything that you possibly can to, to accumulate as many high DA links as we possibly can. Got it. The, hold on one second, Gene. I'm gonna, <laughs> dog's barking up a storm. One second. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll take that part. I'll edit all that stuff out. The how have you been able to grow Green Pal organically? What are some of the tactics that you remember the most? Being like, yeah, doing this like really completely changed the game for us. Yeah, uh, other than PR, um, what we knew we had to do to 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 grow was basically give the vendors the ability to bring their non Green Pal customers onto the Green Pal platform. Um, we know this would accelerate our growth and it would cost us zero dollars. Uh, so we knew that if we designed something and made it easy for for vendors to uh, to grow their business, then why would they not want to bring their non GreenPal customers onto GreenPal? So that was kind of the, the the thing that helped us maintain our growth. And uh, you know, to this day, it's it's something that uh, that we have vendors you know telling us, "Hey, I'm 100% GreenPal now. I don't have any." customers off of green pal so that was probably the main thing that that we did that kind of helped accelerate our growth okay so if i'm understanding correctly like green pal isn't just for you to like find some lawn service people but it's more like for the vendors out there it's for you to manage your clients to figure out maybe even get paid like talk about that aspect of it yeah so uh if you had to like dumb it down like green pal is basically an operating system for landscaping professionals uh, not only do we handle their demand creation but we also handle the scheduling the route optimization also the payment processing um so you know when you traditionally you'd have to go and visit a property to quote it uh you know get, get with a homeowner with us, you bid it from wherever you are. We provide the vendors with the Google aerial view, the Google street view and square footage. And so the vendor doesn't really have to go anywhere. They can literally bid from anywhere. And also the payment side of it. You don't want to have to mow and then come back to get a check under the mat. Hopefully the vendor, the homeowner left it. So there's a lot of uh, inefficiencies that that we just kind of help manage for that uh, that vendor. And so we knew that, hey, if we make the platform valuable enough, they won't do business any other way. Got it. Are you guys doing anything beyond just lawn care? Is it like landscaping too? So if I wanted my backyard redone, you're going to help out with that too? Yeah. So what we give the vendor, we give the vendor the, the, the ability to quote any additional services that he does. So let's just say a vendor comes to your house and says, hey, Steve, you need these uh, shrubs pruned and you need a little mulch in the backyard. They're literally able to quote that right from the app and that'll go directly to the homeowner. So uh, we're able to, to, to give the vendor the opportunity to upsell his services uh, to, to, his, uh, to his clients. Uh, also, you know, we have done fences. There's basically anything outside that you can think of has, has been ran and done through GreenPal. That's awesome. When did you feel confident or when would you feel like it was the right time for you to go beyond Nashville? So go beyond your hometown, kind of go beyond what you know, like and expand to other cities because you're available in over 40 states, right? Correct. Uh-huh. Um, and what we wanted to do wasn't more of the monetary side of it. It was more of the feedback. Uh, we wanted, you know, in, in Nashville, you cut until you service until about October and then it starts back up in March. So we knew we needed to get more feedback to make our platform, our app more, more robust, more customer friendly. So we literally went to 
um, literally went to Florida because it's a year-round market. And uh, the reason being is because we knew that we could get quicker feedback, better feedback, and feedback year-round, uh, you know, from our homeowners and for our vendors. So uh, that was that. As soon as we figured out that uh, that we needed to get that crucial feedback, we went we went south. Got it. And you. you- like you kind of picked the city that was year round. You knew some of the vendors, so you're able to figure out, okay, I know how to get demand now, door to door <laughs> and finds. And here, here are the vendors that I've got ready to go to. Yeah. And in the, in the, in the vendors until two years ago were, uh, were phone calls and text messages. So that, that still was a hand to hand combat for, uh, it was for five years that we, you know, Hey, we need to launch a new market. Um, Let's go to Craigslist. Let's let's scrape the internet and find landscaping professionals on Facebook and reach out to them and manually sign them up. And that's what we did until about two years ago. So wow. yeah, yeah, it was, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of hand to hand combat for sure. Here's why marketplaces once you make it big, you know, like it's so hard to unseat them because it is so stinking hard to build a marketplace. That's the- it's it's very hard. You build <laughs> yes. those boats around your business and. Uh, it takes somebody else three or four years to, to, to kind of build it if they even can. So the, the, as a founder, Gene, like how do you decide, okay, we have this platform, it's working. Now let's go into the mobile space. What kind of factors were you weighing to figure out like, Hey, let's start building an app for this too. So in the, in the nature of, you know, we started this, you know, seven and a half years ago and, you know, not, not everybody had a smartphone, you know, it was, you know, there were flip phones still. And, and so, but you just kind of see the trends and, you know, when, uh, when you see a, a guy begging for money on the, on the side of the street and he's got a, you know, he's got a, a smartphone, then you know that the, the cost of those things are going down, if, if not even even free. So, you know, you kind of see that mobile shift and, um, and and you know that you have to design something, you have to build something that is, uh, that is mobile. And I'd say that's, uh, that's about 90% of our, uh, of our user base is, uh, is is mobile. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you get some great ratings on the app stores. So congrats to you. That's why I'm like, Oh wow, this is great. Probably some bad ones in there still. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. The, well, let me take a second right now. I want to thank my first sponsor. So guys, I've been talking a lot about this. If you're looking for growth, Gene talked about it with the SEO side. So if you want ASO, SEO for the app stores, then go check out AppRadar. They're a completely free tool that will give you all the keyword data. You don't need to do backlinking here, Gene, but all the keyword data to figure out, hey, what should your app title be? So GreenPal slash dash lawn care, for example. They're going to give you which ones have traffic, lawn care, you know, landscaping. And then you get to figure out, okay, these are the keywords that I really want to target in my app title, in my subtitle, and then maybe some of my keywords when if you're talking about iOS or my description if you're talking about Google Play. Their free plan gives you over 200 keywords and it beats some of the paid plans out there. So Sensor Tower, Mobile Action, the tools that I've talked about in the past, they're all paid, but AppRadar, you can get signed up for free. You can track your keywords. You can track your downloads. I've been doing that for a few of our clients right now too, and a few of our apps, just kind of figuring out daily basis. I get an email that says, hey, here's what your keyword ranks are, and here's how your downloads are performing. And for one of our clients, we've seen some really good results too. So I knew it because of the email from AppRadar. Go check them out. It is AppRadar.com. Sign up for that free plan. And then in that little chat, do me a favor. Let them know you heard it on this podcast. So Thomas from AppRadar knows it was me that sent you there. But once again, it is AppRadar.com. 
All right, Gene. So when you're talking about growing organically and sort of doing this hand-to-hand combat, talk to me about like what worked, like why did you continue to do that? Because now you're, that's year five, right? Like five years of doing hand-to-hand combat. Like what were some of the advantages? What were some of the disadvantages of doing this tactic? Yeah, the, some of the disadvantages were just time. It just, yeah. you know, to launch a market, it would take a month, you know, one market. You know, you have to have a certain amount of vendors uh, in the area before you, you know, uh, you launch a market. And uh, it, it's it's tough. Um, the, the, the upside was you get to talk to these people. You get to explain the expectations. You get to explain how that works, why things are are done, how they are and stuff like that. Um, but it was, it was certainly limiting our growth. Now we're launching basically one market a week. Um, and we're adding about 20 to 30 vendors a day as opposed to 20, 30, um, uh, a month. So, uh, the disadvantage is, you know, just, just the time it takes and, um, I'm getting older. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be texting vendors, uh, <laughs> deep into my forties. So, uh, we knew we had to, we had to shift to adjust to our growth potential and, uh, you know, it, it's, it seemed to work out really well. Well, Gene, happy birthday. I know you just celebrated your birthday a week ago, July 3rd, the way we're recording this. But the, so was it, is it fair to say that it was like five years of figuring out what the machine would look like? So the last two have been just like, hey, we got a machine. We know how to get, now we know how to launch a city a week. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I mean, the, the, the first two years, I don't even think we did a solid transaction. Um, we actually ended up rebuilding our app because we paid somebody to, uh, we paid somebody to build it. And as soon as they finished building it, it, they went out of business. So we literally had to start from scratch. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just kind of one of those things that it takes time, but you know, you don't want to launch anything and, uh, it not work or it'd be very, very confusing. So we certainly did take our time. Uh, wouldn't make the same mistake again. Um, but, uh, but it's certainly learning and, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're rocking now. That's just it. I'm sure we'll get to this towards the end of the episode when I ask you about a lesson that took you the longest to learn, but that's what I'm feeling too, is like, Hey, everything, you can figure it out. Yes. Everything's just a lesson. It's part of the experience. It's part of the journey of being an entrepreneur. So on that topic, Gene, I know you said that you always knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. You came from a household of business owners, but after getting your MBA, you joined the corporate world. Like what made you finally leave and say like, Hey, okay, I'm ready to do this on my own now. Yeah. So, um, I actually had to do both for five years. Uh, so I had a, a, a corporate job during the day and then at night on the weekends, uh, you know, work on the startup. Um, and the corporate America is not so bad. It just, it just doesn't give you the ability to kind of do what you want to do. You know, the money's okay. You know, you get comfortable and, and, and then you turn around and you're 60 and like, what have you done? Um, but I knew that I had a a higher purpose and, uh, you know, felt that, uh, you know, I wanted to help as many people as possible. And, uh, I knew that if, if green pal, you know, was able to, to hit a certain transaction per week, then uh, it would be time for me to quit. And when we hit that goal, I put in my two weeks notice and uh, that was it. So, uh, um, you know, a lot of uh, months that no paycheck came in, but, you know, that's kind of a given in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's such a great story. The fact that you stuck it out for five years and did this on the side, sort of hustling, it's very inspiring, Gene. Like it's it's kind of crazy because most people you hear like you know 
they're passionate about a project. They start it. This was me back in the day. Like, oh, yeah, this is my side project. I'm going to do this, right? Oh, this wasn't working. I'm going to stop it. But the fact that you stuck with it for five years and then felt like, hey, I built this big enough now that I can finally leave. Congratulations. That's very, very cool. I appreciate it. I mean, there's a, you know, you don't want to say it, but there's a lot of sacrifices that you make, you know, with any starting any business. I mean, you know, you miss out on weddings. You miss out on relationships. You miss out on, on, on things and you know basically my 30s so uh but you know um seemed to turn out well so far and uh i learned a lot on the way time management especially yeah and uh you know things are good how did you manage that time tell me about your background are you married kids no single nice (laughs) no kids no anything no dog so you know you have a lot of time in the day if you don't waste it you know i mean you've got eight hours that you do your your your, uh, your regular job, you get six, seven hours of sleep that leaves you with seven or eight hours. And you know, how you spend that is, is up to you. And that's kind of what separates some people. And so, um, you know, I just, I just didn't stop for, for five years. And, uh, you know, at some point I knew that I couldn't do both. And if I was really passionate about this, I needed to, to go full time. And that's what I did. That's so awesome. I know one of the things I used to do was going to work at like seven, right? Yep. And then I, I would do two hours of work before yep. my real work and then boom, go straight into it. And that helped out a lot. And I think, you know, Gene, you people, you hear people like, oh, you know, I, I don't, just don't have enough time. I, one of my friends, used really good friend of mine, because I would start all these little side projects while in college. He's like, dude, how do you have all this time? I'm like, bro, Everybody has 24 hours, man. I just make time to build all these silly websites together, all these little projects. And so like people who say like, I don't have time, like, yo, you do have time. You just got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. My, my dad told me maybe 20, 25 years ago, I don't remember, but he's like, there are three 24, there were, there are three eight hour days in 24 hours. Pick which two you want to work and you'll be successful. I love it. And it, it rings true. One of the things I started doing was waking up at five. We, we just went to, to Europe and we came wow. back and I was jet lagged and I would wake up so early, but then I would get work done by like nine o'clock. Gene, I'm like, man, I feel accomplished. Like I can go to sleep right now. I'm feeling like I got a lot of crap done. And so I've yeah. kept up with it and I'm feeling great. And so that's why I'm starting to plan like sort of these podcasts towards the end of the day where I'm feeling a little bit tired, but talking to people like you, like that energizes me. And so I'm like trying to structure my day for maximum energy, brain power in the morning and then talking to people, which gives me energy in the right. afternoon too. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to find out what, you know, what gets you going and uh, use that as your motivation. And I, what I do if I, if I'm at the office and I get tired, I have a little piano that I play. It kind of rejuvenates my brain. I'm like, okay, I got to finish this out. So, uh, little things like that, that you can also just kind of trick yourself into, Hey, I've got two more hours. I can make it. That's awesome. So what's, what's next for green pal? You got some upcoming plans so, that you want to announce here? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we want to be in all 50 States, uh, by the end of 2019, pretty sure we'll hit that goal. Uh, you know, our, our, our big, hairy, audacious goal was just to be the default way that homeowners look to find lawn care. Um, you know, we want to be that brand that like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to take an Uber. I'll like, oh, just go, go, go to Green Pal. You know, so that's kind of where we want to be. Uh, dabbled in maybe getting into some snow removal and stuff for the winter season. Uh, kind of a different type of, uh, uh, type of business model, but I think it, it can fit nicely into our, uh, into our portfolio. So, uh, at the end of the day, we just kind of 
you know, kind of want to be the default place for, for, for landscaping professionals to run their business and also for homeowners to find, schedule, and pay their lawn guy. Gene, I really love your story. What's been like the proudest moment for you? Oh, man. Um, there's, there's a few, uh, you know, having to hand crank and, you know, manually talk to all these vendors and texting and, you know, you kind of build a relationship with a few of them that have kind of been on your platform for six years. And, you know, the, the greatest gratification is, you know, when you get a vendor that sends you a picture of, uh, of a new mower, uh, or of a vacation that they have with their, their family. And they, they say, this wouldn't be possible without you. Uh, you know, that's, that's why we get up, you know, every morning and, 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 and try to crush it just for that reason, you know, like for the homeowner. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, you can, you could literally pay anybody to, you know, to, to mow the lawn, you know, but, uh, for somebody to say, Hey man, you've really changed my life. That's, that's, that's what we, that's why we do it. I love it. Once again, it is yourgreenpal.com or search for Greenpal in the app stores. Gene, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my last sponsor. It is, you guys all heard about it. And if you've been in the app space for some time, adjust.com. Look, they are the mobile analytics attribution platform. The one thing that I talk to my clients about is, hey, Steve, how effective is this campaign? And I say, I don't know. Do you have attribution installed? Do you have analytics installed? Because you need to know where your traffic's coming from. How are they doing within the app? Because sometimes you might be paying a high CPI, but that user could be a really awesome user who's going to subscribe, who's going to pay you some money. So yes, you might be paying a little bit more for this user, but they're actually doing the things that you want them to do. Whereas this cheap user is not doing the things that they want you that you want them to do. So you're not going to figure that out unless you have an attribution tool in place like Adjust. And Adjust, they're going to combine all of this. So you don't need a different platform like Google Analytics and something else. You can do it all in one and they're going to allow you to do some of the marketing and really figure out what type of marketing campaigns you can put together. They're going to give you all that data in a nice easy to read type of dashboard. So if you're looking for that all-in-one type of inclusive attribution and analytics platform, go check out adjust.com and definitely use a slash app masters so that they know I sent you. But once again, adjust.com slash app masters. Gene, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Besides Green Pal, give us an app that we should definitely check out. Ooh, an app that we should check out. Calm. Meditation app. Love it. Um, I've been a, a meditator for about a year and nice. uh, the Calm app is uh, you know, one that got me hooked and has zenned me out. So <laughs> highly recommend the Calm app. <laughs> you look like you're in LA. You know? <laughs> you're from I wish. LA. I wish. <laughs> what's your longest streak on Calm? I'm sorry? What's the, what's the longest streak you've done in Calm? Ooh uh 72 days nice yeah i, I had like a hundred something that i broke and i was like oh crap nice. yeah i know it sucks though <laughs> i was like oh, I, I totally know. forgot like, yeah like you traveling was what got me yeah like i was traveling in a different uh uh time zones like oh man should have planned accordingly <laughs> yeah what's a lesson that took you the longest to learn oh uh consumer behavior um when we first started green pal uh, we didn't have, we, we literally let homeowners, uh, schedule lawn care whenever they wanted. Uh, this was bad for a few reasons. Um, you know, last minute they would add an appointment, uh, the vendor wouldn't be able to get to it. So the homeowner would be upset. So after about two years of that, we, we knew that we were going to upset some people, but we 
didn't allow homeowners to get on our app to, to schedule one-time service. It's either weekly or bi-weekly. Um, that took the hardest, it took the longest time to figure out that, hey, uh, we want this we want this type of customer. We don't want the one that schedules once a month. So that customer behavior was probably the, the longest thing that took for us to, uh, to figure out that, uh, hey, to keep the vendors happy, they want to make money. They're going to make money on a recurring service. So that was the toughest. Love it. The app, once again, is GreenPal. Go search for it in the app stores or go check out yourgreenpal.com. Gene, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, say thank you for coming on. You want to send them anywhere else. Sure. Um, I'm at uh, Twitter at Gene underscore Caballero. Um, same on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Well, Gene's Twitter profile will be linked up if you check out the show notes to his name. So if you just click on his name, we'll go straight to his Twitter profile. But Gene, congrats. Congratulations. Thanks. I love the perseverance. And thank you so much for your time coming on and doing this. No problem at all. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.